So, who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? We all talk first about Poe Dameron. That's what we're going to do here. Welcome, everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you're having a great week. It is Thursday, and we are continuing our discussion series on the sequel trilogy. Characters, James, making sure. Is it Thursday, James? Uh, the uh, calculations seem correct. The calculations are correct. <laughs> We're continuing our sequel trilogy character discussions. Last week, I don't know if you checked it, but if you didn't, go back and check it out after this. We talked about Finn. This week, it's all about Poe Dameron, his arc, his story, uh, now that the sequel trilogy has come to a close. So we'll get into that later. Uh, as always with me, as you just heard, James, also Lacey. Lacey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, good, good. How's 3PO doing back there behind you? A very fandom menacey 3PO. He's naked. He is. He is naked. What do you mean naked? My pots are showing. <laughs> oh, my. Um, all right. So uh, are you guys excited to talk about Poe Dameron? I'm, I can't I don't. I can't tell if you guys are huge Poe Dameron fans or not. No, no we haven't really talked about that. But uh, I, I love the character. So I'm uh, pretty pumped, especially after uh, the rise of Skywalker. I thought they did a good job with him. So what do you guys think? James, pumped? Um, I like the character of Poe Dameron, but I don't think the storytellers haven't figured out. Really? Interesting. No. Okay. Um, Lacey, I know you're a big Rise of Skywalker fan, and uh, what'd you think about how they rounded him out? We'll talk about it more later, but you excited to talk about Poe Dameron? I love Poe. I think he's great. I think Oscar Isaac is great. Um, I want to know what all those pockets are for. I was looking at pictures of him today to prepare and mm-hmm. just... He has all these pockets in his costume. What I is know he, a little what is, bit. What is he carrying all the pockets? James, do you know? Uh, I know that he carries his mom's wedding ring on a necklace. Yeah, I knew yes. that. Yeah, yeah, But that's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get it into never, it. And he's got hot pants. leads anywhere. Um, yeah. You have his helmet behind you right there, right, Lacey? Yeah. So how about for that discussion, you wear that for the entire discussion? I'm not, <laughs> I'm not wearing the helmet. If you want Lacey to wear the Poe Dameron helmet for a discussion, obviously it won't be this one because you're commenting on the episode that's out already, so you Text can't go back in yes time. Text yes to 33133. <laughs> Don't do that because you'll probably get some kind of virus on your phone. No, you know but what? <laughs> leave a comment that just says, wear the helmet, Lacey. Wear it. <laughs> that or we do one of those things that kids do on like TikTok where they're like, how many likes will it take for so-and-so for me to get a puppy? Mm-hmm, and the mom mm-hmm. will be like, one million. Mm-hmm. I'd say if we get like 500 retweets on a tweet, I'll wear the helmet the whole episode. What if this episode gets a million views? Will you wear the helmet for an entire year on the podcast? A year? <coughs> At a million? <laughs> sure. Okay. I still say we do the text yes to 3-3 three, because three, worst case scenario, <laughs> you get a dancing frog ringtone. I mean, that's sure. the... <laughs> or you're voting for somebody on like American Idol. I totally yeah. forgot about that, James. And he just said. I don't even know what that is. What is that? If you want this ringtone, whatever. We're already off the rails. Um, <laughs> I totally forgot about those. Lacey's going to watch this episode and start laughing because Laugh she's herself. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Lacey might yeah. laugh later in Resistance Transmissions, but we'll get to that later. You guys can't make fun of me for laughing. There's worse things. No, to- no, no. We're making no. fun of you for laughing at yourself. Laughing like, at you laughing. 24 hours later, yeah. 
Like I you, laugh at everybody laughing. I said that. Everybody, including mm. myself. You making she you laugh. She laughs at guys, old guys crying, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that wasn't exactly. No. We should just replace uh, this whole episode with that ringtone. All right. Now, our patrons don't necessarily text us, but they do send in comments. And uh, this mm-hmm. week, we figured we're full back. Our, our regular slate, Monday, back to business. Thursday, we're back to business. It's time to honor the patrons. Uh, James, Will the Force, where's Cheerit? Let's get this thing cracking. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. That was him. There he was. Can you text Cheerit? <laughs> you know, it's funny too, John, because like behind the possible. scenes, we're not playing the clip. But right. like when John says it, we wait for a second and I hear it in my head. Um, I but yeah, like John was saying, we're doing all what I hear nothing, but all is yeah. as the force. Wills it. <laughs> I see nothing, but all is as the force hears it. Uh, yes. all right. Uh, we're doing an all patron submission episode. So we're kicking it off right away with commander Paul. Howe, and commander Paul wants to know, Will we see or <laughs> this is odd? Will we see or hear rumblings of attempts to resurrect Palpatine in the Mandalorian? So since that show's already come out and the answer is no, I'm going to go with no. No, I'm just kidding. He means season two, right? Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Do you think we're going to hear rumblings about trying to resurrect Palpatine in the Mandalorian season two? Can we start with John on this one because it's Palpatine? John. Palpatine, what are we? What are you thinking? Ah, oh, man, that is it is a tough question. I hope so because I like the idea of connecting stuff, and I do kind of think that there was a reason why they tied things together with the baby Yoda and the healing and Palpatine wanting Ray for her powers. Um, I think it's very possible that we find out that a part of the reason why they were trying to capture baby Yoda was for. Uh, the purposes of bringing Palpatine back or restoring his powers or something like that. Um, you, you can still keep Mandalorian separate because you're not bringing Palpatine in, but giving they, they, there needs to be a purpose as to why they wanted Baby Yoda, and they still haven't given it that to us. So I think not only are we going to get his name, because uh, you know those Christmas toys are going to have his official name on it this coming year. Uh, we're going to get his actual name, probably where he came from and why they want him. Those three questions are going to be answered. And I think that reason might be, uh, like I was just saying, about uh, the resurrection of Palpatine for uh, his uh, healing powers and and that sort of thing. So what the heck? We will. All right. He's going to get pied if they don't. All right, Lacey, what do you think? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, I actually agree. I was actually interested to see if he'd say no. But I was always going to say yes. I think they will, basically, f- because of what John said. With I would, but the funny thing is, before Mandalorian came out, I would have said no so fast. But because of Baby Yoda and what we saw in the Rise of Skywalker, and how they want him so bad, and it's like unsure what they're doing, and there's cloning involved, and like Empire ish stuff. Um, I'm going to say yeah, we will. You guys bring up good points, but my initial reaction was no. And I think because this is so long ago in, in retrospect to like, you know, 
I mean, it's seven years after his death, so maybe he's back by now and he's just starting to, or he's about to be back or something, I guess. But, <laughs> it just uh, reminds me of Austin Powers where the guy's not dead yet. <laughs> and oh, he's got Will, the fire. Will Ferrell? Yeah, he's like, I'm not yeah. dead. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. I just kind of think like if, if that was going on, it's a pretty well-kept secret. And if people were kind of like rumbling and rumoring that they were trying to bring Palpatine back at this point, is somewhere along the lines, our heroes would have already heard about this or knew that this was in the process. And they seem very out of left field uh, when it actually happens. So, um, good point. but you guys have a good point. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. Uh, the next question is another patron submission from General Jeremy Myers. You guys may know Jeremy from the uh, Patreon pod race that happens every once in a while. He gets his shot to say something. But uh, now he's getting to ask us a question. And the question is going to be, will season two uh, of The Mandalorian actually take us to and finally reveal the planet where Yoda's species comes from? Now, who am I starting with? Because John did the last one. Lacey Wait, then. Lacey's big window, so she's right there. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> we don't we don't know where anybody is. One of these. Podcast between worlds. Will we know his species? <laughs> yes. We will. Is that the question? Species? Will we uh, uh-huh. go will we go to and finally reveal the planet where Yoda's species comes from? Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. No, we will not go to his home planet. <laughs> I think they will name it, though. I think we'll get a name. I just don't think we're going to go there. A name of the planet? Yeah. An, oh, a name of the species. You will find out that the planet was like destroyed or something. Because the question is, will we go to the planet, right? And if we go to the planet, they'd have to say, that's Babylon, so he's a Babylonian, right? I think it's... <laughs> I think it's yeah. mixed. I think he, Jeremy's kind of saying, will it, the name of the planet be revealed and will we go there? It's kind of like a two-parter. I think we will get a name of the species. I think we'll get a name of the home planet, but I think that home planet's gone. He okay. thinks that if we go there, then we definitely are going to get the name of it. Mm-hmm. So he says, are mm-hmm. we going to go there and finally get the name? I think we're going to so get the I name I think he's kind of assuming both happens. Hmm. Um, John, what do you think? I hope not. So I'm going to say no. I, I really, I, I know this is like very old school mentality, but I like the whole preservation of the secrecy behind Yoda's species as one of the final remaining secrets in Star Wars. I don't want to know where Yoda went to high school. I don't want to know all that stuff. Um, I it, I don't need to know. <laughs> That's like, Project th- Luminous, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, I mean, you have to go back a thousand years, so it can't be Project Luminous. But, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. This whole idea that we need to know everything about everything, it's a very recent thing, and I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of that. I don't need that. Um, I think we'll get his name and we'll find out why they need him, but I hope they don't go too far back with the species. I hope they keep it here and kind of give, bring us forward, but we'll see. So I'm going to say no, but I think Lacey's probably right. I just hope not. Um, John's getting pied if he's wrong. I think we will not go to the planet that he is from, but I think that we might see other of his species. Kind of like E.T. Like, we did return him back to his parents, 
but we never went to or learned anything about that species. You clearly you didn't go on the E.T. ride. E.T. ride, you go to his home planet. You do. Do, you, do, 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 do. you think... Um, and it's weird, too. I don't is. care about helping his friends and, and weird things. <laughs> Wait a minute. <clears throat> you think we're going to see Baby Yoda's parents? Is that what you're saying? I, I said... I said we're going to return him to his parents in reference to E.T., but yes, we're going to return him to people of like-minded ability to keep him safe, maybe. Imagine like Yoda's like his uncle. There's just like another guy. Uncle Yoda. Yeah. I don't know that I want a bunch of Yodas walking around, though. So, All right, next question. Uh, Patreon submission from Major Steve Renner. Steve wants to know, now that IG-11... These are all Mandalorian questions. Now that IG-11 and Queel are gone... Spoiler alert. And Cara Dune has stayed behind with Grief Karga. Will the Mandalorian have new temporary sidekicks in season two? If so, what species or personality would you most like to see? John, you're first. Um, this is an all Mandalorian episode. Just kidding. Not really. Will they have, <laughs> will they have new temporary <laughs> sidekicks? I'm going to say yes, because I think they're going to keep that whole, he goes somewhere and does this thing. Um, and what species? I don't care. Or personalities? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think okay, I mean, Harrison Ford, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, personalities? I I would like to see maybe he hangs with another bounty hunter or something. Like, he's a part of this mm-hmm. guild, and he keeps not hanging out with them. Like... Hang out with part. You're part of the guild, man. Hang out with another bounty hunter. Like, give me some of that. You still have your members card. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't care what species. Um, but yeah, maybe another bounty hunter would be pretty cool. Um, and I think yeah, he'll probably meet some new characters and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Lacey, what do you think? Yes, I think they're going to keep up with him. Like John said, meeting new people everywhere he goes. He's going to be on the run, obviously. Um, I would like to see him with another Mandalorian sidekick, like not just him, but someone else too would be cool. Um, I also think it would be really funny if they had a Gungan that wasn't like Jar Jar Banks, mm. like a very like slick, like badass. Like the last Gungan. shot Gungan. Yes, that would be cool. Not that I don't love Jar Jar Banks. I love Jar Jar Banks before people freak out. I, don't. I just think it would be cool. To juxtapose mm-hmm. something. You really love cool. Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, I think he's funny. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I definitely think they're going to give him new sidekicks. Uh, when you when I hear that, you know, the other characters are gone or whatever, it just means that they're going to bring in new characters to sell toys for and uh, mm-hmm. introduce new yeah. You know, people into the world or whatever. So that definitely is happening uh, for species and personalities. Um, could be really cool to get a Wookiee. Uh, that would be neat. Um, and uh, kind of like a black chrysanthemum uh, type Wookiee who's more of a bounty hunter. Um, could be good to also get uh, um, like a Tegruda or maybe like a nice Twi'lek, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't nice know. Twilek. Um 
Yeah, we. I mean, we got one and it was good, and I'm glad that it was that. And they were well, yeah, but they were like background. The we saw Twilix, but we didn't really get like a. Well, okay, you're saying his like her brother. Yeah, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, the bounty. That's yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I just I I'm thinking of her because she's the main focus. Speaking but, uh, of sidekicks, someone mm-hmm. pointed out this past week on Twitter. I think it was Yak Face about how they used to do action figures of all these random sidekicks, creatures, aliens, all these other things. They haven't really done that lately with the new movies, which I found interesting because I feel like TFA, they had all these different things. And then now they've only been doing really main characters. So maybe they should do more weird stuff. I feel like action figure sales in general have been down, though. Maybe. I, I, I think, just like the weird ones. It's just, I have a friend yeah. who's into like toys, like big time. And mm-hmm. he always had these really crazy opinions on like uh, toy sales and what these companies are doing and how they're handling their toys and stuff. Sure. And I actually think that TFA kind of made a mistake when they were like toys, it's star Wars. Do you remember the prequels? And right, they just like went right. crazy with it. And then they realized that like, Oh wait, we don't understand this market. Uh, people don't buy toys or the, or it's like a different world than it used to be. Um, right. And they so that's why hard. we got Constable Zuvios. And now <laughs> when you go in the aisle, like you know, straight up 100%, it's like a whole aisle of Frozen 2. And it's like this section is Star Wars, you know? It's so. really small. Yeah. I remember going after The Last Jedi, maybe around before the Solo stuff hit the shelves, and you go and it's a very thin aisle and there's like, like uh, a couple of pilots and like eight Rose Tico action figures and like a lightsaber. And you're just like, this is the star Wars section. Like, is this the pre-star? Is there another aisle for star Wars? <laughs> yeah. And I think what, it, what hurts it now, and I don't want to drag this out cause it's will of the force, but online sales, like the hunt of getting the action yeah. figure is gone. Now you can just go on Amazon and be like, that's the one I want. Bang. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to be like, I got to go to the store and check the pegs. And is that, is my favorite one there? And now it's just so easy to get it. Like the hunt, the the, the treasure hunt of getting the figure. Well, that's why they do store exclusives now. Yeah. Yeah, true. They're trying to do that. Yeah. Because like, I remember going to like Walgreens and seeing like yep. an uh, exclusive Force Ghost Obi-Wan and stuff right. like well, that. Well, Kenobi, yeah. the one that just came out was a Walgreens exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to take it on a tangent. It was just very interesting that side characters have kind of been pushed aside. Say, hey, sometimes right. you have to let the natural flow of a discussion happen. Yeah. All right. You guys shut up. All right. Patron submission, <laughs> Admiral. I'm just kidding. Admiral Jetta Rosewater has another question for us. And Jetta wants to know uh, will we, or yeah, will we see collaboration between Timothy Zahn and Dave Filoni on future Rebels, Thrawn, and Ezra story? So, uh, this question she put to whether it's books or TV series or anything like that. The big question here, we're going to see Tim Zahn and Dave Filoni writing the Thrawn and Ezra story. Uh, John, we just talked a little bit about this on Monday. What do you think? Nope. No, he says. Why so? Uh, I did a little research. Timothy Zahn has, to this point, never been involved in writing for Thrawn outside of his novels. Uh, so he wasn't involved in the writing of Thrawn and Rebels at all. So I I would find it odd that they're like, let's take him and bring him into our new, you know, first big budget Rebels series for Disney Plus and see if he can get his hands involved in that. Um, 
he he's doing the books and that's his thing and Dave Filoni's over here doing the animation department. They're not going to cross those paths if they haven't yet. So I'm saying no. Lazy, what do you think? I'm going to say no as well. Um I didn't do my research, but just from what I've heard from Dave in panels and interviews and such like he's he keeps his process kind of close to himself, I think. And uh like you hear about someone like JJ who's like, oh, I asked six people what they thought about this story and I brought in this person and this person. Like, you don't really hear that from Dave. So I'm just going to assume no. Hmm. Um, I, I, I think you guys are right as far as like a, like a big public thing. But, but to me, I don't see how Dave would be able to not give him a phone call, you know? And be like, hey, man, what's going on? You're writing three books, a new Tron, Tron trilogy, mm. uh, the Chiss Ascendancy, all this stuff. Oh, sure. Real sure, quick, sure. what's going on over there? Yeah. You know, I I, I, I think that they have to have yeah. conversations about what this guy's doing or what his ultimate plans are with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I think you're probably right as far as it, it's not going to be John Favreau and Dave Filoni like co-producing this new series. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. No. Right. Um, he's going to be a consultant at best. So um, I I hope that's, I mean, if, if it happens, uh, that's fine. You know, so if you're hoping for it, I hope it happens too. That'd be cool. Thrawn fans will love it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Our last Patreon submission uh, our uh, patron commander Alexander Zukas wants to know congrats Alexander for getting on the show uh, <laughs> you've been accepted to the Imperial Academy and failed to become a trooper or a pilot what will your jobs within the Empire be uh, so Lacey I, I had a hard time understanding this exactly. So you were trying, you were actively trying to become a trooper and you failed at that is the question. Yeah. So you, you can only pick a job below a trooper or something else, I guess. I think he's well, trying to, ca- pick, I, I think he's trying to pick something a- obvious that, or something that's not as obvious as a trooper or a pilot. Okay. Okay. Which my response would be probably because uh, I'm terrible with direction, so I'd be a terrible trooper, and <laughs> I don't know how to fly anything, so that makes sense. But I'd probably be that girl on the deck that would walk up and be like, everything's ready, sir. Like that person. That's you'd have what a, I'd be. You'd just have a different accent all of a sudden? Yeah. A well, terrible, be like, terrible We scanned the accent. necklace. Like, <laughs> you're that girl. <laughs> Yeah, the one that's like, it's in Pasana. Like, that's yeah. the person I'd be. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that And again? he's like, you found this out it's directly? And she's like, no, I just had other people do it. And then I brought it over here. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to think of like yeah. in TFA, the girl that's from Ant-Man that they turn to her and she's like, it will be ready in three minutes. Uh, like, yeah. that's who I would be. <laughs> ah, okay. So you're, 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 like, you're the one-liner. You're standard like. First order update person. Yeah, she's she's the guy yeah. playing Galaga on the <laughs> Avengers <laughs> ship. <laughs> yeah. right. The Emperor is uh, here, sir. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. John, what are you gonna be? I would be a writer for uh, Empire's propaganda material. 
That is very close to home, yet very interesting. I, I would help them sell their message of the empire and why it's a, a good thing. Nice. Hmm. Not that I believe in the empire. I hate the empire. Yeah. You'd probably but, make a really catchy hashtag. It's just a, it's well, just you, a long, you'd away. probably be doing it and thinking that th- good things are happening because yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, I just got to put put uh, food on the table for my family. It's a, it's a, it's a job, you know? The and then day, I would walk in the room out. and be like, here the paper, sir. <laughs> Your pen is ready. <laughs> so assuming like, the question isn't here? a job less than a trooper <laughs> or a pilot, <laughs> um, I would I would think it would be cool to work like within that like secret stuff like the Tarkin Initiative, like uh, kind of like Galen Erso, like scientists trying sure. to create some cool new tech like hyperspace tracking. That'd be some sweet stuff. So That's we've measured like out do. all of our egos on yeah. what our jobs would be. Lacey would well, be. Well, I. I tried to run Here's around and answer. shoot at people, hate myself. <laughs> but that didn't work out. So they made me a science officer. <laughs> James is like, I'd be like the top secret, secret guy doing the top secret things. Lacey's like, here's your pen, sir. Here's your no. coffee, sir. It's on persona. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. Why don't we persona to the next topic? Huh? Uh, I don't know what that means. You want to be right, the Patreon. writer for the empire? <laughs> Patreon pod race. Lacey, take it away. That's it for Will of the Force, guys. I'm out. All right. Time for the Patreon pod race. So as you guys know, we have Patreon. If you don't know, where have you been? (laughs) Yeah. Watch an episode (laughs) once. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. It's a way for you to support us outside the show of liking, commenting, subscribing, following, etc. So every week we have our generals on who are a part of our top tier to give us 60 seconds of an answer to a question to be a part of the show. And this week I'm really excited. We have someone from our rotating slot, um, general Seth Keim. And we asked him for his first pod race. If the next star Wars films end up taking place hundreds of years before the prequels, would you want Yoda to be a part of them? Take it away. Seth. Uh, So yeah, I would like to see Yoda in the, uh, in the high Republic era uh, movie that could be coming out um, as to how he shows up. I know there was a poll that was done that you guys will probably discuss a little bit, um, but I would rather see more of the original Yoda puppet rather than um, a CG version. Um, but that's just me because I, I'm just a fan of the the puppeteering in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, having him in that trilogy again, maybe not as a as a real driving force behind the movie. Um, but in there a little bit, uh, maybe to help move a plot line along or, or as part of the Jedi Council, I think would be really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, who wouldn't love to see uh, Yoda back in uh, Star Wars? Uh, that's my take on it. Uh, I'd love to hear your guys' responses on the episode. Uh, so may the Force be with you. I thought you said it was Seth Kime. That was Chewbacca in the video. I just got so confused when you said that because it was so genuine. <laughs> I, th- I I thought we just watched Chewbacca, right? It's not Chewbacca, sir. <laughs> uh, Seth, well done. <laughs> well done, sir. 
John. Yeah. As our resident Chewbacca fan. That's right. Oh, hang on. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's happening? All right, guys. He, uh, audio listeners, he left. I don't know what this is going to be. James, what did you think? Go ahead, James. I thought, oh, my gosh. No, James is going now. I'm going now while John puts on his Chewbacca Snuggie. I thought this was great, and I think it it was obviously similar to what we did say um, on previous episodes about, you know, him. Actually, I think that was Patreon exclusive, so you saw it. Maybe some other people didn't. We like the idea of Yoda coming back, or we think it's kind of inevitable, so that's fine. And, uh, yeah, it'd be good to kind of have him as this mix between, like, puppetry or animatronic or whatever they want to do and CG to kind of blend in those more realistic elements like blinking and breathing and, and uh, skin texture and things like that. So um, uh, shout out to Corridor Crew on the, the skin texture stuff. All right, uh, John, what do you think? Uh, or wait, no, I'm sorry. That's uh, Chewbacca there. Chewbacca's just showing up everywhere. Um, oh, nope, it's Jonas. <laughs> Seth, uh, I want to know... Who you think is more comfortable, you in that uh, zippy hoodie thing, or Looks me like a onesie. zippity doodah, zippity onesie, or me and my chewy snuggie? This is pretty warm, I gotta say. But uh, good answer. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm always down for Yoda. I'm always a little skeptical on them exploring his past too much, but I'm always down for more Yoda, especially if Frank Oz is still down to do the voice because I haven't liked anyone else who's done the voice of Yoda. It's got to be Frank Oz. Uh, always. Um, but great job. Uh, puppet, puppeteering, uh, you know I'm all about that. I like the practical stuff. So um, you hit on everything that I would be on board with. So if they can pull that off that way, I am completely on board with what you're saying here. Uh, first pod race. So you knocked it out. Great job. And more importantly, thank you so much for all your support, man. Also being such a positive yes. presence in our general war room on the Discord and Discord in general, and as a Star Wars fan in general, um, more people like you is what we need. So thank you, Seth. Absolutely. Seth, amazing job. Love your onesie. Um, I agree. You can never have too much Yoda. I'm all for it. Um, I'm also for all the puppetry within Star Wars. I'm a huge fan of practical effects puppetry. I love the Muppets. So it just makes sense that they would continue that on because... I don't know. The CG doesn't really work for me. I like the puppet Yoda. I liked him in Last Jedi and the original trilogy. It just makes sense. And like John said, Frank Oz is just, he's Frank Oz. You can't replace him, which makes me wonder, by the way, supposedly they had Mark Hamill record a bunch of lines as Luke to have for record. And then similar with Marvel, they did something with Stan Lee where they had him do a bunch of scenes uh, to keep on record, <clears throat> I wonder if they've had Frank Oz go in and just record a bunch of Yoda lines to have. Man, I don't know. That's kind of morbid. It's like, hey, you're it, it getting kind of old, man. You want to pop these No, no, no. It is. But you have to remember they probably got paid to do it, so it's not like they didn't get anything to do no, it. No, I know. Um, And then also, it keeps their legacy going, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. But yeah. Seth, awesome job. We hope to see you soon on the pod race again. Um, but thank you so much for your support. And now we're going to head into the discussion about Poe Dameron. John, take it away. 
Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, guys, as you know, The Rise of Skywalker has completed the sequel trilogy, so we're going to continue our character discussions on each of the four main characters. That's Finn, Poe, Rey, and Kylo Ren. Last week, we talked about Finn, and now it's time for his buddy, the one who gave him his name, Poe Dameron. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> From being born next to a forest tree, faithful to General Leo Organa, to becoming the leader of the resistance fight himself, let's talk all about our favorite spice runner, Poe Dameron. Um, I'll just start by saying I like the fact that this character has shades of Han Solo, but I really think there's stark differences between Poe and Han in terms of how they operated uh, their um, flyboy kind of uh, cowboy ways, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But um, I have to say, like, I'm so glad that JJ and Terrio wrote Poe the way they did in The Rise of Skywalker. He had a lot of screen time, a lot of chemistry with both Finn and Rey. That those relationships carried that movie, and it was so necessary at this point in the trilogy, having not had that yet. And I think uh, Oscar did a fantastic job of bringing that relationship uh, to the middle of it, not like uh, when they first met. So we, we picked them up here a year later and it just felt like they were in the pocket. And just overall, Poe Dameron as, as like a leader and the follow-up to Leia, he's like blends of a little bit of Leia, a little bit of Han. I feel like he's a conglomerate of a lot of our characters that we love. And um, uh, that's, uh, that's where I'm going to leave off there to start. So um, Lacey, let me hop over to you. Um, your, your initial takes on Poe Dameron's arc, uh, where we first met him. Um, obviously I know James probably wants to touch on earlier stuff with comics and predating TFA, but, uh, your thoughts on, uh, our Flyboy. Well, it's completely crazy to me that they were going to originally kill him. Like, that's just insane that it went from a character that they were just going to kill to one of the most important characters of the sequel trilogy. And possibly the future of Star Wars, if he's in the next movies, you know, if they decide to move forward with these characters, which they've kind of insinuated that they will. Um, That being said, uh, he's I don't think he really shines in TFA that much. He has his moments here and there. I love his interactions with Finn and TFA. I think that's where he really, really shines in that movie. Uh, The Last Jedi, I was not really a fan of what they did to that character. I felt like he was just kind of waiting, and then he got a little too arrogant. I thought the beginning part where he gets to fly the X-Wing with BB-8 was fun. Um, And then when he kind of takes the stand at the end of The Last Jedi is great. But overall, I think my favorite movie for Poe is the, The Rise of Skywalker, which is funny because last week we had said... Or I said that Finn's my favorite story for Finn was the last uh, Rise of Skywalker. So it's just funny that I'm having these similar like, oh, they finally got to flesh out these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Poe, like you said, interacting with Finn and Ray. That whole bit at the beginning with Ray and Poe going back and forth for five minutes about the ship and BB-8 mm-hmm. and like how they're like really struggling to like, which was a reshoot apparently. Right, right. Um, I love that stuff. I think it's so funny. Um, I don't want to be like that person, but I kind of called it that they were going to be that way. So I was really excited to see it on screen because I Holy think it's culture. perfect. It's perfect because Ray and Finn are so close. They needed to have that Poe and Finn are cl- close and then Ray and Finn are close so that you'd have to assume that Poe and Ray are kind of going to butt heads a little bit. Um, plus, they're both pilots and stuff like that. 
Uh, but yeah, I think he had some of the funniest lines in the movie. He was just so like, <clears throat> he definitely had moments of Han Solo, which was really great, which I really enjoyed. I just wish, part of me wishes we could have gotten the three of them together in every single movie. I know why we didn't, but I wish that we did because that was my favorite mm-hmm. part of The Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. James? I dig that. Uh, Last week we did Finn, and Finn um, really has only had a couple things outside of the movies, but Poe is like completely massively different. Um, He's had a lot of stuff happen to him outside of the films. Um, And that kind of leads me to what I was saying or what I was teasing earlier is I really like uh, Poe the character. He, I think, is at his absolute best in The Force Awakens. Um, because I think that they don't try to do something with him that he isn't. Um, and I think that last Jedi was fine to do what they were doing, except he had already had that arc in the comics. And I get that the people don't read the comics, but if you look at Finn, the character, he has gone through a situation where he's been like, Man, being the hotshot really messed things up and people died. I got to fix myself, get it together and become a leader. And now I'm ready to do it. He's done that four times. You mean Mm Poe, not Finn. You said Finn. I keep saying Finn, I think. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) But Poe has done that four times. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's (laughs) exhausting when you're like, when you're reading resistance reborn and you're like, he gets it, he's going to do it. He's going to do this. He's going to come back. And now he's the leader and he's leading and it's good. And then you see rise of Skywalker and he's like, I don't know how to do this. You know, what are we going to do? (laughs) I know. And I even said that on our book discussion. I was like, I I like where this book is going and it makes perfect sense that he would sort all of this out because he sorted it out in last Jedi, but now he's got to sort it out with his friends and everything. And and now he's back. He's a hundred percent and he's going to go into this movie being like a hundred percent, the leader that they need him to be. And he's still not because Finn points out you're no Leia. And he has to deal with that. Yeah, and that's I'm fair. and and it's just that that's the one thing I don't think the I think that every time somebody gets a chance to write Poe, they go, um, well, he's a hot shot, right? But he's eventually going to be the leader of the resistance. So that's the arc <laughs> that I'm going to take with him. And it's it's you got to figure something else out. And on top of that, too. And man, now I'm feeling like I'm just complaining about Poe, but I like the character. The whole spice runner thing makes no sense at all. Like, I actually make sense like that it, about him, but it doesn't make sense in his timeline. Mm, like we why? already knew exactly what he was doing, and they're just like, "Oh, okay, well, he was apparently he was involved with uh, some Mexican cartel when he was also in the U.S. <laughs> Army." Like it doesn't make any sense at all. He okay. could have had a side hustle. Mm, okay. Yeah. Some people do I mean blogs. literally if you even read the Wikipedia it's it's also it's like also he was involved with the Kajimi Spice Runners. <laughs> well that's okay. <laughs> that's we why don't I d- get it at all. I do find that exchange funny when he's like you were a stormtrooper? Oh, you were a scavenger? He's like I no, did other totally. stuff too. Yeah. I like I like Poe's story 
in a bubble, like if you're watching it and, and for the mass audience, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. That's where he comes from. But also it kind of doesn't make sense to the character as a whole. And it just feels like they're not quite jiving with what they want this character to be. So they're Mm. every author is taking him in a different direction and inadvertently making him the same direction. Oh, you were a bad person and kind of got into some trouble. Now you're trying to fix everything. Yeah. I I think so. I wanted to make like, because people always want to say, Oh, he's just, they just made him to be the Han Solo of this trilogy and they want him to be the hotshot pilot. And well, we get it. He's like Han Solo and he's good looking and blah, blah, blah. But I think where their similarities lie are in personality traits, but for different reasons. Like Han Solo was a very stubborn character, but he was stubborn because he was arrogant. He's like, I'll get out of it. Like, don't like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Whereas Poe was stubborn for good reasons. He's like, we have a chance to take out a dreadnought. Like I'm going to do this. Like shut off the comms. He's doing it because he knows it'll help them by taking out this big weapon. Whereas Han Solo would be like, I got this just because I know I'm the best. I'll take care of it. So they're both stubborn, but for different reasons where Mm Poe is more for the purpose and the cause. And Han Solo early on was like, I'm just going to, I'm the man. All right, let me take care of this. So I think there's parallels there, but they're for different reasons. I also like the fact that, you know, Poe sometimes will bite off more than he can chew, kind of like a Han Solo uh, when when he when he says these types of things. But again, it's for different reasons. So you get these similar traits, but they come from a different root of the tree, I guess. Um, and I like his hope, which I guess he gets from Leia. Uh, his refusal to just accept a situation. Like when Holdo's there and, and there's no plan and he's like, tell us we have a plan. Tell us there's hope. Like he's like, he refuses to be backed against the wall. Like there's always a way to to do a more. A way out. A fix. Yeah, a way, a way out or there's, there's yeah, there's there's something more that can be done. The, the refusal to quit, I guess, uh, is big in Poe. And that was a big part of his... Well, I guess the only part of his part in The Last Jedi that I loved, because he was centralized to being on that ship and on that base for most of the movie outside of the first scene. But him fighting with Holdo and kind of saying like, you know, pipe down, lady, like this is not happening. Like we are not doing this. I love that about him. Um, he believes in the cause and and that really shined through in The Last Jedi for me. So I almost, I think I like Poe the least in The Force Awakens. And I know that's kind of weird. But it almost felt like because they were going to kill him off at the beginning that he didn't need to be in the rest of that movie. But the other two movies, I completely feel like he had to be there and he was uh, just like, but especially like I said, The Rise of Skywalker, when my favorite part in Star Wars are the relationships and he was all there uh, for, for, for that. I finally bought in on him being a part of uh those connections, whereas he had a little time here with this person, a little time here with this person, a little time here with this person. Even with Leia not being a big part of this movie, I felt like they were all kind of in it together. I really feel like JJ captured that, um, and uh, he was a huge part of it. Huge screen time for him in that movie. That's fair. I disagree with you, though. I think TFA, he he's the hero in TFA. He shows up to take on the bad guys. He takes out, you know the stormtroopers when they're on Takodana, like I feel like you get to see his skills and how good he is in TFA. 
And I felt like Last Jedi, you get that in the beginning of the movie, and then the rest of the movie, he just whines and then causes all the problems. Which he causes I, the problems? A lot of them, yeah. Hmm. Um, it, to that's kind of one of I those things, I think, yeah. that it, she's saying he caused a lot of problems by doing what he felt he needed to be doing. Yeah, I just, just felt like up. he went right. I just feel like he went from TFA where he was like, I'm here for Leia. I'm listening to Leia. I'm doing what Leia wants. Um, we're all in this together. We can figure this out to I'm not listening to anyone. I'm right. You're wrong. Leia's wrong. I'm not going to listen to her. And then you sh- he shows up in the Rise of Skywalker and he's like, I'm doing what Leia says. Oh, I need to, you know, help out Leia and do this thing. Oh, let's see what Leia wants to do. Like it just it didn't make sense to me. And it kind of goes back to what James said, where it was like, every time someone got a chance to write him, they were like, he's the snarky guy, but then he's got a heart of gold and he's there for the team. So uh, I get that. But I feel like TFA, you get to see him as a good person more than the last Jedi. The last Jedi, I spent the whole movie mad at him. I was like, why are you being annoying right now? I, I agree. You're right. I do agree with that in terms of TFA and the heroics and stuff like that. Sometimes I always focus more on the dialogue and the human element more than the, the wars and the fighting. and the Like so I had right. straight up flashbacks to TFA in The Rise of Skywalker when he's there and he's like, guys, we just got to keep going. We got to keep doing this. No, sure, sure. When at TFA, he's like, we're just going to keep bombing them, hit it as many times yeah. as we can. Like that's sure. the Poe I love. The optimistic... Right. I'm going to do this. I'm the best, but I'm doing it for everyone guy. Whereas Mm -hmm. Last Jedi, they made him into this like, I don't know. He was just like rude and talking down to people above him. Like Poe wouldn't have done that in TFA. I don't know. That's tricky. He, he, uh, not in the uh, way he talked to Holdo. Well, I feel like Holdo was like the anti Leia to him. Whether she was or not, he didn't see that Holdo uh, had more similarities to Leia than he realized. He was kind of like, "Who are you? You're not Leia." It's like the stepmom syndrome. Like, you're not, you're not my mom that I grew up idolizing. Like, who are you coming in now? Like, Leia wouldn't do this or do that. I I can get that. Um, I don't think he was necessarily going against what Leia would have said. I think he thought Holdo was a different, was doing things that Leia wouldn't have done. I guess. But he ultimately I, I, caused yeah. everybody to die. Mm. Like he's when? the reason because he like told Finn and Rose what the plan was. Oh, everybody which then is in, gave like, the on details the to DJ, which then DJ gave to the first order. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's because Finn and Rose got they found the wrong code breaker and. If it went to plan and they got the right code breaker, maybe Poe wouldn't have been I know. We're getting obviously into yeah. like writing details, but I yeah. just feel like that moment alone, I was like, if he just trusted in the process, maybe it would have gone better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Finn and TFA would have reacted to that situ- situation differently. Like similar to, I keep going back to this, but like what James said is like, I feel like the character was written differently in all three movies, but yet TFA and the rise of Skywalker, you see more similarities than the last Jedi with this character. I think sometimes Poe is ideally his, like the characteristic that everybody loves about him is exactly that. The optimistic you said that Lacey, but when I think of the, the Poe that I like, it's almost like, uh, like a new hope Luke Skywalker. Not so much like when the family stuff happens in the later movies. Right, the whiny but like that, stuff, yeah. That first that first movie, um, 
he's very like jump in the ship. We're right. going to go take You're on these leave? people. You're going to leave? Fine, leave. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think that that is probably the best represented as Poe. Well, I, I said in Force Awakens, but actually I think like Resistance probably has like the best understanding of Poe. They, they treat the people under him like Kaz and that crew as the people who need to learn their lessons. But Poe is always like on top of it and he's always, he always has the right move and he's got the plan. And, um, that's what I think what we like about that character. Um, and I think sometimes they miss kind of the mark on where it like, okay, this character's great at everything where his flaws and, they tend to lean. I think the yeah. writers tend to lean on the same flaws. Oh, and his it's flaw kind of is that he's arrogant. Okay, yeah. that's kind of boring. Like that's like his well, I would almost I would almost like to see him like, uh, like have more of like a family connection that maybe isn't something like he got his mom killed and now he has to learn his lesson, which is right. the same thing, but more along the lines of like maybe finding out that he has family here or something along those lines because. Um, Cause I don't know, again, like, uh, one of the, the storylines in the comic is that someone who, while his parents were off fighting in the rebellion, there was this person who was raising him. And because of something he did that, that character got killed and they had to like have a funeral for him. And it was <clears throat> issue 14, which is the one that was supposed to be based on Leia, you know, cause mm-hmm. she had just passed. So they wrote the issue about an important character to Poe dying so that they mm-hmm. could kind of pay homage there but again like um i i i really like the character poe and i'll say that all day long you ask me i just wish that the bigger story of poe could be like traced out in a better manner instead of them trying to figure out what he is still like Uh, we've had three movies and sure multiple books and comics and I'll say this, like we as humans, we know that sometimes it takes a while to change your ways um, and you may be, go down that path and then you get pulled back and you get sucked into your what you're used Kijimi. to, your comfort zone. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, get out of here. Uh, but uh, I think the thing, you, you know, we keep saying the arrogance and stubbornness with Poe, but I really think like when you think about where it comes from from him it's from a good place like he is trying to do it to be the best he can to help yes he feels like there's not enough and he has to do more than he should by himself i mean the first shot of tlj is a single x-wing fighter facing a dreadnought and it's poe dameron uh that's a perfect symbolism of who he is as a character now by the end of tlj though he learns that sometimes to win the war you have to lose the battle and he does concede on crate, whereas maybe at the beginning of the movie he would go full charge and keep going after the first order and lose even uh, in a bigger massacre. Then let's run out of here. Let's get out of here. They can take this one. Let's get out of here. And uh, Leia's like, yeah, follow him. I agree. And so you kind of see that uh, growth in him in TLJ, even though it may be in a different in a different sort of way. Um, and then in the rise of Skywalker, obviously we, we pick up a year or so later and he is a bigger presence and he is more inspirational again. And he's saying like, people will fight if we lead them. Uh, this is Leia's message. He's almost like if Leia was in the movie and Carrie Fisher didn't die, some of that dialogue would have been her probably. And they probably were like, this is, 
he's speaking for, he's her proxy at this point. And he feels that way until the very end when he's like, guys, I'm sorry. I did everything we could. We tried our best, you know, keep fighting. Uh, we're, we're not going to go out. We're going to go out uh, guns blazing. And then obviously Lando shows up and they save the day. Which um, also is a different message than where he was at the beginning of The Last Jedi, even though everybody around him sure. was dying, right. he was still like, we won! Yeah. Right, you know? right. And it's like, I think in though, this, he's like, I care about the deaths. Right. I think, though, that my favorite part of The Rise of Skywalker with Poe was the comedic beats that he got, which he didn't get in previous say. movies. Because I feel like a lot of the lines that you get from him in The Rise of Skywalker would probably have been Finn in TFA. Like the kind of jokey mm-hmm. moments of like, oh, I'm with a Jedi or oh, I'm with the hero. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they gave those moments to Poe and not Finn so that Finn got his moment to shine a little bit more to be that serious hero. Mm-hmm. And then you have Poe lighting up the flashlight next to Ray, like right. hands down one of the funniest moments in the whole movie or like his interactions with C-3PO where they're holding hands. Mm-hmm. Like I loved those kind of moments with <laughs> the whole... Honestly, the whole beginning sequence with Chewie, Poe, and Finn in the Millennium Falcon is probably my favorite part of the movie, I would say, if not one of. I agree. I I think Poe was... I honestly think in this trilogy, Poe Dameron in The Rise of Skywalker is the funniest character out of all the three movies in one movie. I thought almost all of his parts that were supposed to be funny weren't like, oh, that's like... No, uh, they hit perfectly. It, were, it was written really well with the humor. And like you say, his interactions with 3PO were great. Very Han Solo-ish. Putting the ma- hand over the mouth sort of thing like Han would do. Or, <laughs> but yeah, the the doink with the flashlight, but also just the little... That got you every time, John. Every time. Every, <laughs> every time I laughed out loud. I still, I always will. But like h- him and Ray, like it actually it didn't go well, okay? Like, no, it yeah. didn't go well. Like h- him and Zori with the look at the end... Like, yeah, mm-hmm. just, which was totally improv. Yeah. Just can I kiss you now? And she's like, get out of here. He's like, right, I gave it a shot. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> just like I think they really nailed his humor in that movie. And, you know, we talk about all the hero uh, heroism and, and his arc and stuff. But also like Star Wars, the big part of Star Wars is is that it's funny. And I really do feel like they brought they brought it with uh, Poe uh, via Oscar Isaac, obviously, in The Rise of Skywalker, without a doubt. Yeah, he got the most personality, I feel, in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, you got a chance to, like, really see Poe instead of just being this fighter pilot guy. Yeah. It's just, he was great. You know, people's problems, and this is my last, uh, because we're probably up on time, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Close. But my last bit on Poe, and really ties into The Rise of Skywalker in general. Like, I'm not just trying to uh, defend it incessantly, but... There are a lot of complaints from people about the movie and they don't like this. They don't like the Palpatine thing. They don't like Ray's final arc. But no one, I have not seen one person uh, lay criticism to the three of them and their relationship in the movie. Right. Uh, Finn, Poe, and Ray. And that was what carried the movie for me. So maybe that's why I love the movie so much. Uh, And then you add in Chewie and and 3PO, of course, too. And then when you look at the screen time list on IMDb, those are the five characters who have the most screen time, plus Kylo Ren. So Mm -hmm. that worked for me. And I don't know, like it's sometimes my assessment of Star Wars is so simple. But Oscar Isaacs completely sold me on where Finn was a year later and those relationships. 
And I was uh, just completely on board. I feel like a just well-rounded way to end his character out. And now yeah. he's the leader of the resistance with Finn. Uh, I think that's really cool. And I was satisfied uh, to use that, bring that word back again with how uh, that character rounded out. So, and I hope, you know, we get to see him again. So you how guys have final awesome. Thoughts? Yeah, how awesome was that moment where he's sitting with Chewie and he's flying the Millennium Falcon and he's like, I know, I know, I know. Yes. Chewie's yeah, well, just yelling at him. Uh, dude, speaking of which, did you hear moment. Jonas gave his take on what he thinks Chewie said to Ray? I said that earlier, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you said that I didn't earlier? say it, but no, I said I almost oh. said it when Lacey was talking about something. But yeah, I didn't want to go off on Chewbacca, but yeah, Jonas's <laughs> line is there. Is like, I'm glad, Ray, you're the pilot of the Falcon and not... Poe because he wrecks the ship every yeah, time he ruins flies it or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, it's good that you're back in the in the pilot seat. And she goes, it is. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um, but uh, yeah, James, uh, you guys have any final thoughts on Poe before we move on to uh, transmissions? He's the best. And I hope we get to see him again with Ray and Finn. Lacey, you say I, everyone's the best. You said Finn was the I best know, last week. Because oh. they're all the best. Is anyone going to be not the best? Kylo Ren probably, right? Palpatine. Oh, <laughs> you're wrong. Well, he's dead. Um, <laughs> is he? No. Yeah. Um, I'm just I, very badly burned. <laughs> I do have one thing about Poe that always bugs me. Uh, and I would, I don't know what the whole story is. I hear it pretty often. We've even mentioned it twice in this episode that originally Poe was supposed to die. And that never sits well with me because... I don't at what point did they decide that they didn't want to kill the character because it feels like when people talk about this scenario it's it's well late in the game or after they hired Oscar Isaac or like well that was just an early script my thing about it is is I think people think it was way later in the game but I don't understand how JJ Abrams would have been moving forward with this trilogy without a trio like, okay, he wrote a character, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron was going to die earlier in the movie. But at that point, in whatever script that is, script one, script five, I don't know, who was his trio? Well, he had a character like Poe, and then he had a character like Finn, and then, but it was one character, and he split it into two, I believe, is the story. Then who was his tr- trio? Like, did you think J.J. Abrams was really going to move forward with, like, a a dual thing? Like, Ray and Finn. And that's our, th- those are our new poster people. Maybe. You don't think he was... Uh, you ev- know, I think, I think there's an actual... From early in the beginning to, like, I'm going to create three characters and... I think there's an actual answer to this somewhere. I'll I have think to look ex- it up in my uh, Art of the Force Awakens. I'm I pretty think- sure, though, it was the character Sam was Finn... And mm-hmm. kind of Poe Dameron mixed together, and then he split them. Yeah. But that makes me think if that was the case, it would have had to have been very early in the production sure. of the movie. Oh, I and, think it and was. And so this yeah. whole, like, well, originally Poe was supposed to die. I'm like, like, what? When they were rough well, outlining what they thought this franchise was going to become? Like, I don't Are get you that. trying to tell me sure. they didn't have a plan from the beginning <laughs> for this entire thing? But I think part of it was because... Oscar Isaac talked about how the character was going to die. Like in an interview, that's where it kind of started. It was mm-hmm. like, he was like, Oh, my character was going to die. And then, yeah. Well, yeah. Originally the original script had him dying in that crash where Finn 
gets out yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Right. But, but he didn't, so that's good. Which yeah. is great, which is why we're having this discussion. <clears throat> yeah. I just don't like that whole, like, Finn, <laughs> especially when it goes crazy and they're like, well, Finn, or I'm saying Finn again. Poe is unimportant in The Last Jedi because they were he wasn't even supposed to be in, you know, the last shot of, you know. Who says now that? Now they're just lots of people. A lot of people who don't like Last Jedi saying kind of what you were saying earlier, which was like Poe just doesn't, he he causes the problems. He doesn't like move the story forward. He's not helping, he's hurting. And it's like, because they didn't know what to do with him because he was supposed to die in the first one and then they didn't kill him off. So he's this like sixth finger that they don't know how to handle. That's All right, it. well, yeah. that's imagine, super negative. Imagine well, if, <laughs> imagine if he did die. That's a real when, thing. When the TIE fighter crashed and we had the Poe Dameron discussion. We wouldn't have it. You wouldn't make that the discussion. That's the joke. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Technically, before The Awakening came out, joke. before the movie, so we did know stuff about him. <laughs> yeah, true. We could talk right. about, like, back in the day, before yeah. The Awakening of the Force, Poe Dameron grew up underneath a tree. All right, Wait. what do we got? Is Look, that it? guys, that, that's it for this discussion. <laughs> Poe Dameron, he is a yeah, spi- right. he is a spice runner. Uh, first and foremost, the Spice Runner. That's at the top of his LinkedIn <laughs> yeah. page, actually. Uh, but no, uh, great character. The The arc for now is over, but well, will we see him again? We're not sure, but we. I personally would love to see more of uh, Poe if they continue with these characters in the future. I think Oscar Isaac was great in The Rise of Skywalker. would love to see more of him down the line. But uh, let us know what you guys think about Poe Dameron's arc through the movies, through the comics, all of it. In the comments, uh, are there any points that we missed on because of time? Uh, just let us know. Keep the discussion going. And we'll obviously revisit Poe down the line some more, of course. I'm sure he'll pop up in more comics and stuff like that down the line as well. Uh, but let us know, uh, obviously, in general, what you thought of our discussion here. And we appreciate that very much. But now it is time for us to hear from you guys in Resistance Transmission. So, Lacey, what is going on this week. What are they what are they transmitting to us? All right, guys. Time What has Beaumont received? <laughs> Beaumont. <laughs> Resistance transmissions. So how this works is every week there's a crazy wacky situation that you guys get on Twitter from John. Um, and you guys give your answers. And I don't know what it is, so I'm gonna read it now and then we're gonna go through it. All right, so the scenario is, on his way to Exegol, Ben Solo saw there was a sweet <laughs> BOGO sale on Henley shirts at Old Navy. This is my joke. Well, I just want to put that out there. The Old Navy joke is my joke. What's with you in, like, claiming ownership of things today? I never make funny jokes, John. Let me have this one just, joke. Just, was it just Monday you claimed ownership of Make Solo 2 happen? <laughs> That's because you said Han wasn't your pilot if you had to choose a pilot. You Everybody really, just went... <gasps> first of all, you're going to have to reread the scenario because everyone already forgot it. Second Sorry. of all, <laughs> you go viral on Twitter and all of a sudden now you own everything. It's insanity. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Okay. How many times did you write Star Wars is fun? Like 12? 
Okay, so on his way to Exegol, Ben Solo saw there was a sweet BOGO sale on Henley shirts at Old Navy, so he stopped there first. But when he got to the counter, all his credit cards still say Kylo Ren. How does he convince the clerk that's him? All right, first up is Baby Yoda's Force Ghost at Let Live and Learn. Spoiler. And they said... He asks the clerk to hold the Henleys aside and quickly hurries to at Auntie Anne's pretzel stand. He orders a lemonade and chugs it on his way back. He puts the cup to his face and talks into it with perfect <laughs> muffled voice distortion. That's a Matthew, good answer. Matthew yeah. Wood would approve with that. He's like, that's how I yeah. created the voice. Um, Is that how he created the voice? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Next up is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. Hey, Joey, way to get your handle again. <laughs> Do we have to say that to Joey every time? He's... Yes. Right. He says, and actually he wrote, he says, quote, hi, I'm Matt, the radar technician. And it's so unconvincing that the clerk is like, you're Kylo Ren, dude. <laughs> <laughs> SNL. Uh, Rob Bartlett at RB7RADS said, he just says, that credit card belongs to me <laughs> nice <laughs> kylo rent oh kylo 10 loved the rise of skywalker at full commander said well obviously he presents his student id <laughs> that's pretty good i was now, i was just very confused i was th- i was like wait that's not his line that's uncar plitz line but <laughs> And Carplut's line is, that's mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, I literally was picturing him going, that belongs to me. And I was like, (laughs) something's not clicking in my head. (laughs) Next up is Matt Skywalker at MIB1188. No, you skipped someone. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did the Kind Awakens. We just talked about it. Nope. That's what we just talked about. There's the one two. above that. Nope. Yeah. Wait a minute. What? I'm confused. There's two of them are similar. <sighs> I did student ID. Fulcrum, Fulcrum Andor the- presents his student ID. The next is to kind of awakens. What are you talking about, John? So you did Rob Bartlett, who said that credit card, it belongs to me. Yeah. Yes. Then you did Kylo 10. Yes. And you did not do the kind awakens. Oh, that's because I got interrupted. Let me keep going. No, you at skipped Dekine it. Vakins, at Dekine of Awakens said, Ben, traitor, those shirts, dot, 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 belong to me. And the clerk says, come and get it. Nice. Nice. Right. Next up it. is a Matt Skywalker <laughs> at MIB1188 says, right. reaches behind his head. Ray force passes object to him. He presents his old ID that still says Kylo Ren shrugs. Oh, a little Ben Solo challenge. Mm. Next up is Adam Odell at Odell Adam. How does he always get in this thing? Who says, pulls out his red lightsaber that he didn't actually throw away because he jumped into the ocean to get it because he realized how dumb it would be to throw away a perfectly good weapon as it is, after all, just a lightsaber and doesn't actually make someone good or bad. Wow. That's the perfect answer. I had to breathe because mm. it's just so much. Next is Sean Sanrude at Rude Cold, who said, Ben pulls out a red marker and draws a line down his face. 
You see, I am him. I am him. Really, I am. Don't make me use my mind tricks. I don't want to be bad anymore. Aww. Uh, next up is Conversations at SWations. And they said, I feel it again. The pull to the lighter knits. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I think that's the best one. Uh, Scott Bowman, Bogman, at Scott Kiss Max. I feel like I do this every time. I'm sorry, Scott. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He says, Darth Vader put these on layaway 40 years ago. I'm here to finish what he started. started. That's that's a good. That's a nice end one. It is. Guys, thank you so much. For your answers, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And every week, John puts up some crazy situation, and you guys answer. <laughs> and back to John. All right. Why are you laughing? Because uh, they're funny. What do you mean? We just did resistance transmissions. That's why. Oh, great. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching, being a part of the resistance. Uh, if you're new to TRB, make sure you are subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, if you are an Apple Podcast listener, do us a favor if you haven't yet. Hop into your app and rate us five stars. That's right. Count them five stars and leave a review if you'd like. It that really Thursday. does help us reach other people on that app. So we appreciate that. We may even get another one of those t-shirt contests going for you to send us uh, your hashtag rate the resistance reviews. But uh, again, if you're uh, a YouTube subscriber, make sure you're liking and commenting and sharing this. Um, The reason why we are growing is because you are spreading the word about our podcast. So please do share this with your fellow Star Wars fans. You'd be surprised how many people don't even know Star Wars shows or podcasts exist. So please help us out there. Um, make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, Patreon.com, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast. Go check out the page if you aren't sick of us two times a week. We have eight, nine, ten, something like that, mini episodes every month exclusively on there. In addition, a lot of other perks and benefits like a chat. Uh, our generals and admirals do a call with us. There's a lot of great stuff. Go over there, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check it out. If you want to support us, tiers start at $2 a month. Um, that's it. tpublic.com slash user slash resistance broadcast. Get your makes a little two happen t-shirts. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at starwarsnewsnet.com. Um, uh, before I jet to these guys, uh, I do want to give out another shout out to our Patreon generals. And that is Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, JG Kars, who you saw before, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much. Uh, so I plugged me, I plugged them, and now I'm plugging James Bainey. James, what about you? I don't know. You're plugging me. Let's not talk about this. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Meyer Trunks. That made no sense. Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Right on. Uh, guys, we have the Attack of the Clones commentary coming soon for you guys. And we're getting close to our next goal, which would be the Empire Strikes Back. 
So again, you patrons out there, thanks for your support. Those of you who are considering being supporters of us, go check it out. We're getting there, and it's thanks to you guys. Uh, but until then, uh, Monday morning, we're back. As always, the base will open. Enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you in a few days right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. Yeah.